Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Oh, superstar, superhuman. Collie Montelite. The speed of the bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to dive into Tom Stankster's updated team that he put out the other day. This is his classic side, of course. I had this requested by a couple of people because they really enjoy this live sort of content, and I thought, as it is Supercoach Classic, it'd be silly of me not to bring in the Supercoach Whisperer. What's doing, mate? Not too much, mate. Uh, I'm always here to drop the hat whenever you need me for Classic. Mate, I've been sending all of my Classic questions your way. I think you've been collecting a few of them, haven't you? I have, mate. I, if I'm getting less than 50 teams uh, sent to me a day, then it's a slow day. But I'm enjoying it. It's the best time of year, as I said earlier. So I'm keen for Classic, and I'm, I think all the followers are too. Mate, one guy that won't be sending you his team is Tommy Sangster. Um, obviously, has been part of the Daily Telegraph team for quite some time. Isn't the most popular guy among Supercoach, realistically. What are your opinions on him? Mate, if you asked me, anyone in the world I could swap lives with, it wouldn't be... Uh, famous athletes it wouldn't be sports stars movie stars millionaires it'd be sang stuff because i get paid to talk about Supercoach all day every day i think he has the best gig and he's probably the main figure in Supercoach, uh the landscape so he's gonna cop it um but obviously appreciate all the work that the, the daily telegraph boys put in to all the articles let's kick off his team mate now obviously this is a live reaction neither of us have looked at his team yet um at hooker I notice he's gone without Harry Grant here. He's gone Damian Cook, and then he's gone Jacob Little to Jake Simpkins. So I assume that means which you know either of them that is named. What are your thoughts on him starting with Cookie? Pretty popular uh, option at the moment. I mean, the back end of the season, he started to look a lot better, didn't he? He did, mate. And we found that with Cook uh, over the last couple of years. He ran 60 or so in the first five rounds. It's not something that is... It's sort of probably about 10 points below his standard, but... I'm just looking at his reasoning behind picking Simpkins and he's gone with that he's a cheaper option and he expects Simpkins to play game time. But I don't understand that because Madge isn't going to swap Little and Simpkins 40-40 split. So wouldn't you take the more option that's going to play more minutes rather than a punt? 
Mate, I haven't read his caption for it yet, but I was assuming he sort of meant whichever one of them is actually picked to start. I'm assuming it will be Jacob Little. Um, but, mate, there's a lot There's a lot of big raps on this Jake Simkin. Yeah, I think he was a under-19 or under-21s Queensland star and uh, looked really good in those games. He, he, he's not Harry Grant, but he looks similar. He just plays really good footy. You can see what's in front of him. So hopefully the Tigers can produce uh, another nine. They've had some obviously good ones enter the club throughout the years. Farrah, Grant, and now hopefully uh, Little or Simkin. So big raps on him, but hopefully he lives up to it. Mate, I love that you're claiming any part of Harry Grant to the West Tigers. That's all we've got to uh, cheer for, isn't it? Jesus, unbelievable. <laughs> um, mate, obviously he has left out uh, Harry Grant there, the man we're talking about. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't have Grant or Cook in my side. Um, I've gone a little bit left field, saved money elsewhere. But, look, I'm not going to begrudge you for starting with Cook or Grant. Um, if you've got the money, they're, they're pretty much a set and forget. Both going to be the origin nines, so they'll lead you up until then. But, uh, yeah, it's not something I'm going to argue with. Those guns, it's just a case of which ones you're going to pick. You can't have them all, so you just need to work out which ones are going to be in your lineup, I'm sure that's going to change uh, for him and for many people until round one. Mate, let's move up front into the engine room, the front rowers. And the first man here is Big Tino, obviously arriving at the Titans. You'd know better than me, but I mean, 500k, a guy that I think he scored upwards of eight or nine tries last year off Cameron Smith, switching clubs. We know that guys, they can drop off when they leave Melbourne. I'm not too sure about Big Tino. What are your thoughts? Nor am I, mate. I'm getting plenty of people messaging me saying Tino is a must-have, and it's just plain and simply no. I mean, Mitch Rain and Tanner Boyd, yeah, obviously good good hookers, but they're not Cameron Smith. And um, a really good forward pack. People say, oh, Fafita's going to help, but Fafita isn't someone that's going to do the shit hit-ups, is he? He's going he's to be someone that thrives off the back of sort of broken play. And um, Don't get me wrong, for 500k, there's worse options, and Tino did look good last year if you're looking solely off stats, but I'm a little bit worried that he exits this Melbourne system that doesn't have Cameron Smith to walk into. I know that you're of a similar opinion, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mate, without a doubt. And I I, I, I like the idea of, of the next guy on the list, Christian Welsh, 453K. Uh, I, I, you know, having a, a quick read of this caption, of course, we've got to remember last year was a sensational season for him, but he was coming off an ACL injury. We'd expect next, sorry, this season to be even better, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, mate, Welch was one of the first picked in my sides. I think yeah, the White Rhino's in for a really good year. You look at his metrics, and he's just improving year on year. And coming off at ACL, you expect that to, to taper off. But he performed really well last year and arguably was one of the best prop forwards in the game. He's in my side, but um, people that don't read headlines obviously wouldn't know Welch. He does go under the radar a fair bit. But uh, if you're building your front row, uh, I think Welch is one to, to really look at. I think increased workload as well in Melbourne. Mate, the next man, I think uh, super coaches would be crazy not to have him. Uh, 186,000. Big Stefano, what are your thoughts? It's a no-brainer, isn't it? Even if he's on the bench at 186K, it's a literal risk-free investment. Even if he plays 20 minutes, you're still going to make some cash. So uh, there's not really much to say. I'm happy just to, to brush over this one. He's going to be owned by a lot of people, and Stefano's pretty much a must-have. The next man on his list, he's gone. He originally had Zach Sadler out of the Manly Seagulls. He's moved to Spencer Lenu at 218500 Now, obviously, big Spencer out of the Penrith Panthers. You, you would sort of be waiting for team lists on this one, obviously. James Tarmer was left a spot vacant there. If Spencer does get that starting job, it makes him really, really impressive, doesn't it? It does. Uh, Spencer makes his way into the Whisperer side as well uh, at this stage of the year. Um, I'm tossing up between him and obviously I've been pretty high on Matt Lodge. So that last front row spot is between those two in my eyes. But I think he had a 1.3 PPM 
Now, that's not going to stay. Obviously, that's incredibly high, especially if he picks up bigger workloads. I think he was only playing about 20 minutes last year, but with the exit of Tarmel, you expect to see Moses Leo move into that starting role. Um, but I still think there's a good 35 to 40 minutes off the bench for, uh, for Spencer Lino. And moving into the back row now, he's got Cam McKinnis, 776K. Now, for me... I would assume last year Cam McInnes played a lot at, at lock forward, probably made the same amount of tackles, but would have had more hit-ups. Personally, I think his average is going to go down a little bit moving back to hooker. Um, is he overpriced there, or is he just a guy that's super reliable that you're willing to pay that money for? I mean, he's reliable, but he's reliable at probably seven points less. Just from the sheer fact, like you said, he is, he is playing nine this year. He played a lot of 13 last year. I see a lot of sides that have McInnes but don't have uh, other guns that I'm more high on. Uh, I think for 670, it's a bit too steep. I'd take a punt on McInnes at sort of 600, but um, yeah, him moving back to nine is going to drop off his attacking stats. His defensive output won't change, obviously. He's a, a focal point of that dragon side, but if he was at 13, he's pretty much a must-have. At nine, I think there's better options around. Speaking of better options, mate, Jason Malolo is this one a no-brainer? Yeah, just set and forget, really. Uh, I think if you're not starting with Malolo, then you're probably on the back foot. Uh, he's just someone that's going to get 70 points a week in, week out. The Cowboys are so reliant on him and doesn't seem to be slowing down. I think I did an article on him. I think for the last four years, he hasn't averaged below 70. So he's just one to put in. There's not much to say about Tamalolo, is there? No, mate, I, it's hard to argue with. The next man now, uh, Sangster, he started with Payne Haas in this spot. He's moved to Andrew Davey, a guy that left the Eagles last year. I spoke about him a bit last year, and I saw you post about him the other day. You're a big fan. He's going to be a sneaky one, as you said. 336K. For those that don't know much about Andrew Davey, tell us about him. Bit of a smoky. Um, the good thing about second row this year is there was a lot of guys in that 300, 350K. You've got Davey, you've got Ben burdock Masilla, you've got Corey Harrell, Naira, Jordan Ricky, but I think the stocks on Davey haven't looked higher. Um, there's very little um, rotation at Manly. I think you've got Jack Gwaseki, uh and the young uh, second rower, the, the young Polynesian boy. I can't pronounce his name, but everyone knows who I'm talking about. Apart from those two, there's not many that are going to pair uh, on that edge um, with the departure of Joel Thompson. So definitely uh, worse options to pick than Davey. I like him. He provided a lot of attacking output for the Eels off the bench as well last year. So I like him at Manly. Mate, personally, I thought at the back end of last season, I thought Andrew Davey was going to take Sean Lane's spot at the end of the season. I thought he was playing sensationally. Yeah, mate, it uh, coincided. Sean Lane obviously dipped off a little bit and Davey looked really good. And um, People commented on my post saying that he's nowhere near the starting side, but why would he move from a really good eel side to, to Manly for the same game time? It doesn't make sense. I think um, there is some backroom things we don't know. I think Davey's going to start even for the first five rounds. Um, he's pretty much good for three price rises. And at 350K, you're probably going to make a good 100K easy turnaround on him. But the next man on the list is a guy that we both really like, Jackson Ford, 361K. I think he will have a starting role uh, at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Even looking back, I had him in my draft team last year and the numbers that he was producing when he was playing lock, they were well over the value of 361K. Uh, yeah, mate. Jackson Ford's one I'm high on. I didn't name him prior because he was obviously coming up. Um, I think the rotation will look something like Sims, Ford and Laurie, maybe at 13, with the reports that uh, Jack Bird may be coming off the bench to start the year. So... I think uh, Jackson Ford had an average of nearly 60 in his last seven games coming home last year, and that's when he was given more responsibility. And 
with Tyson Frizzell exiting the building, I see that uh, that production staying around the same at 360 uh, for 60 points a game. That's uh, a real no-brainer, isn't it? For sure. And um, for his last one, mate, this is a move that I really like. He's gone. Originally, he had Joe Stimson in his sign. He's moved to Sean Bloor. Now, I did my Bulldogs 1-17 to last week or the week before. I can't find a spot for Joe Stimson personally. Sean Bloor, I think he's going to start on an edge for the Tigers. I really like this move by Sangster. So do I. Uh, Sean Bloor, I think he's priced at 210. Um, even if he doesn't get a starting spot, uh, he's going to be competing with Luke Garner. Um, I've made it no secret that I am a Tigers fan. It's going to be hard to see Garner be dropped out of the side. He's a very solid pair of hands. He's done nothing wrong for the Tigers in the last couple of years. But obviously, Sean Bloor, he has a weird body type, doesn't he? He's not really big enough to be a second row, but he's not um, sort of mobile enough to be sort of in the in the middle there. So it's it's a weird one. I, I like him at second row. I think it's the best place for him for now because you've got the 13 locked down by Alex Twile and Joe Offerhengiawi. But even if he doesn't get named to start, I think at 210K, he's one to, to stash there. He's going to make you a bit of coin as a slow burn, but when he inevitably gets that starting role, he'll uh, be a big bolter. I know Madge won't, mate, but if I was coaching the Tigers, I would have uh, Leilua at 13, personally. I'd play Sean Bloor on the left. I think that, uh, well, you know, we, we, we've spoken about this off mic. I think Madge has turned Leilua into... Uh, you know, a Boyd Corden, a sort of uh, second rower, just just takes his hit-ups, makes his tackle. But he's a, he's a guy that can offer so much more. Yeah, he's got a big X factor. Um, really high on Luciano this year as well. Uh, Madge's really fixed up his defensive issues. He was a big spot defender. But um, I would like to see him have a bit more creativity and free-roaming role at 13 as well, mate. Mate, the last back rower in Sangster's team is quite possibly the best-looking rooster in the NRL. Jordan Ricky, 277K. Uh, guy coming out of the North Devils. I've said a few times he's pretty raw to rugby league, and I, I think his best footy is still two or three years away. But with David Fafita leaving, it leaves a hole there for him, and I think eventually he can play 80 minutes. What are your thoughts? What a good-looking specimen. I was uh, doing some research on him, and my missus walked past my laptop and asked who it was, and she has zero interest in football, so I may be worried about watching Broncos games this year but look Ricky's going to be competing with Alex Glenn for that last edge role uh, all reports at a red firm that it, it is Ricky's to lose um, he's a guy with a lot of potential like you said he had some upside uh, at the end of last year and that earned him a bit of a price rise obviously not at bottom dollar at a weird sort of 270 but uh, the same for Sean Bloor if he's starting he's nearly a must have Broncos can't go any worse than what they did last year so I think we're only going to see upside, and who knows, with the with the explosive TPJ, if he's out after two rounds, then Ricky could be just set and forget, really. Let's move to the halves, mate, and halfback, um, I'm pretty sure this one's a no-brainer, Nathan Cleary. Uh, caption says almost 15 points per game better than the next best halfback. Personally, I think Nathan Cleary will come back to the pack a touch, but I still expect him to be seven or eight points of, uh, ahead of the next best. What are your thoughts? Yeah, mate, uh, I've made it no secret that my two halves this year are DCE and Cleary. I found the cash and I've just stashed those two there. Um, there's very little stock coming out of the halfback role for anything cheaper. So my strategy was just to put those two in and forget about it. Even if he does come back to the pack, um, he's still going to be yeah three or four points better than the rest. And uh, goal kicking makes a big difference. Uh, Cleary's obviously one of the best boots in the comp off the tee, and that's probably another six to ten points there as well compared to his counterparts. So, yeah, look. Cleary's overpriced for me, but there's no other better options. You, you just put him in and, and cop the price drop. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're going to inevitably get. Mate, uh, his halves partner there, the other halfback he's gone for. He originally had Sam Walker at that basement prize. He's updated it to Chanel Harris-Tavita coming in at 425000 I haven't done much research on CHT, but I'm assuming, would he be the goal kicker next year? Uh, yeah, him or uh, it probably would have been Patrick Herbert, but I'm pretty sure Herbert has had has moved. Um, I'm seeing a lot of guys semi teams with Chanel Harris Tavita in it, and a couple of other content creators out there that are high on him. I don't see it personally. I think he was influenced last year a lot by Todd Payton. We saw the same with Cody Nicarima; they both had big upturns. And surprise, surprise, that was down to a new coach. I think for four hundred and fifty or whatever he is, there's better options. We've touched on Ash Taylor, we've touched on Jamal Fogarty. I don't see it with Neil harris If he does get the goal kicking, it adds a little bit of difference in it. But I made a post on George Williams uh, last night at time of recording, and I'm much more high on him as a pod move than Chanel harris I think the Warriors are really going to struggle now with the, the big news of Roger, but I guess that could go either way. The Warriors could come out and kick on. But, yeah, for, as a pod move, he's, he's not for me. Mate, seeing that name, Chanel Harris-Tavita, I got to the my, my draft grand final. It was the Sunday afternoon. I can't remember who they played, and... You know, I was working out my calculations if I could still win, and I thought, oh, if Chanel Harris Tavita gets his fifty odd, I'll be fine. I think he scored about a hundred and twelve. Tons up, didn't he? Oh, he certainly fucking did. Could not believe it. Yeah, mate, I, uh, I remember that too. I think I had a couple of um, grand finals that looked like guaranteed wins against people that sort of stopped playing, and yeah, he killed me too. But he was uh, he was a real bolter in his rookie year, but he was chopped and changed with Adam Kieran a lot too. So obviously, it's good to see him get regular footy. But Supercoach stocks, I'm not too high on him. Yeah, he's a guy that I really like as a footballer. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar, but, you know, I'm no expert, but I don't think he'll be in my classic team. He's not one that I even had on my radar, really, to be honest with you. Moving to 5'8", and we've got two absolute superstars here. The first one is Cameron Munster, 620K. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for a long time. Craig Bellamy's going to hand the keys to Munster. He's 27. He's coming into the peak of his career. I think you'd be bold not to have Munster in your side. Yeah, people are talking about uh, Walker being the primary option, but as you and I have mentioned, Munster walked around on one leg last year and, and still got 70. Cody Walker played probably some of the best footy he's ever played and, and got 75, So and that included uh, a record score of 203 too. So if Munster gets these kicking duties that so being heavily reported about, I think uh, he's pretty much one to have. And with the keys to the offense with Harry Grant there, it's going to free him up. And like we mentioned uh, the other day on the non-cheapy Bible pod, it's going to free up other people in the storm as well. Mate, another guy we mentioned in the non-chibi Bible the other day, Matty Moylan, and you keep telling me that he's going to be a sleeper. I, I think too many people are talking about him now. I'm expecting him to be in most sides. Hey, he's not in mine. Obviously, I was very high on him, but I'm saving the 50K and going with uh, Josh Schuster from Manly. If Schuster isn't to be named, then obviously I'd send the extra 50K and get uh, Moisa. But um, there's a couple of options there. Obviously, we discussed Milford, Moylan. Uh, there's also Schuster as well coming through. So... People are speaking about him. It's just a case of whether they're going to have the balls to pull the trigger because he is so injury-prone. And if he is injured, you're going to have to find some cash to upgrade him somewhere. 
Mate, let's move to the center wings. Uh, really crucial spot. I know you're big on not spending a heap of money here, so I'll be interested to see how you find these guys. This guy I really like. I'm pretty sure you do as well. Jake Avarillo, 331K. What are your thoughts? Big wraps on Jake Avarillo. Played uh, a lot of games, a lot of inconsistent minutes last year, but when he played more than uh, 80 minutes, he didn't have a score below 50. Um, that was on the on the centers and uh, in the halves as well. I think he's going to line up at six from all reports. I think it's a bit stiff to Brendan Wakeham, who's another cheaper you could look at. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Cottridge push to the wing, Avarillo in the centers and play Wakeham at six. But from all reports, uh, Trent Barrett's going to have Avarillo uh, at five eighths. But he's one that I'm very high on. He is my most expensive expensive center wing, and that says a lot about my strategy as him only being 330k. So uh, if he gets the goal kicking duties as well, it's uh, another tick in his box and near a must-have, I think. Just having a look through the rest of these options, and it looks like uh, Sangster's gone very similar. I think Avarillo is his highest, or his most expensive centre as well. The next one on our list, he had Dylan Walker originally. He's moved to Charlie Staines. Uh, now, Staines, I'm assuming he's going to be on the left wing for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, even if they do drop back a lot, that left edge, it is just so dangerous. I can't see him not bagging enough meat pies to skyrocket, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's weird because there was I was so high on Brian Toto. In my original draft, he was my center wing. He was most expensive. I had him. But reports were coming out that he was playing outside of Crichton. And as we know, Crichton doesn't have the greatest passing IQ. So if Toto plays outside of Crichton, that frees up the right edge for Staines. And obviously, he lit it up last year. I think it was six tries in 100 minutes or something of footy and ridiculous. It's obviously can't be sustained, but... Um, with that kind of attacking prowess, he's nearly a must-have. I uh, I like him a lot more than someone like Cody Ramsey at 350k from the Dragons. I hadn't heard that. So Staines is, is going to play on the right side, is he? Yeah, from all reports out of Penrith is that um, Toto would be moving over to the left uh, with the Staines opening up on the right edge uh, outside of Naden. I actually like that for Toto. I reckon the um, all the can't pass talk about Crichton is bullshit. I've seen him play a heap of Premier League. He, he can throw a pill. He just knows how dangerous he is when he runs. I really like that for Toto. Let's have a look at the next man, David Fusatua, 251K uh, over at the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, went home last year. I mean, I, I'm a little bit worried that could happen again. But for classic, I mean, as long as he survives the first eight games or so, you're cruising, aren't you? Yeah, I don't love this. He's in my side. Like I said, it's not something I'm overly keen on. Um, Fusatua has dropped off in, in recent years, but uh, I made a post the other day in how good Peter Hiku was last year, and uh, it's no surprise that uh, Fusatua was at his peak with Hiku on his inside, and then when Hiku moved sides, Mamalo really shot up to fame. So uh, I think Peter Hiku is a really underrated one here that links up those two wingers, and wherever Fusatua sits, um, he's at a rock-bottom dollar price at two fifty. Like you said, you've just got to get through the first couple of weeks of, of that initial phase and he'll make you cash. He's not going to be one that's going to be there in your grand final weeks, but uh, hopefully the Fuss can get back to his best. I think he was averaging 54 and 48. So if we can get back to there, it's probably a 380 to 420K uh, price total so we can get some profit out of Fuss Tour. Mate, his, uh, his next center wing, he's got Braden Viliami. He does mention that um, it'll either be Viliami or Fiege. Is, is that how you pronounce the twins' last name? Uh, yeah, I think it's Max and Matt Fiege. Um, I did a bit of a report last night on those. The word out of Redfern is that um, those two will be fighting for the last spot, and if it somehow is not them, then Viliami is there too. So super coach gold for, uh, for Dragons there with all of them being around 200K. You're doing well to get Dragons mail out of our Redfern just quietly. Out of Redfern, I know, right? No, out of, uh, <laughs> out of Wollongong. Sorry, mate. 
Um, yeah, mate, I... Jeez, oh, I, I look at Braden Villiarmi. He's, he's not a guy that I overly rate, to be honest with you, but I, am, am I wrong, or was he sort of a guy that everyone dived on last year? Why, why hasn't his money gone up at all? Oh, mate, he was the bane of my existence last year. I think I bought him for 180K, and I don't think he got above 220. He just sat there all year, and a lot of injuries. He could just never be traded out, but he'd never score above 25, so he just sat there, but... As we know, with these cheapy center wings, we just need a couple of tries to uh, boost their price. We saw with Zach Lomax, for example, started out at about 230K and finished the season at 600,000. So it just comes down to a couple of tries. And that's why I'm a big advocate of not spending big money in the center wings because it is so inconsistent. Um, I'm seeing sides with with Nofaluma and I think it's ridiculous for the money that you pay for it. So my strategy is to spend little and uh, and just rotate. Mate, the next man is Bailey Simonson out of the Canberra Raiders. Of course, he's a little bit cheaper at 205k because he spent plenty of time coming off the bench there. Uh, we know that when he does play 80 minutes, his average is a little bit higher. It's around the 40 mark. It's still not great realistically, but he's a guy that should make money, right? Yeah, another one that's in the Whisperer side for 2021. Um, someone's just going to sit on the bench and, and churn over a slow burn. Bailey Simonson isn't a base stat monster, but... Hope, hoping he's going to take Cottridge's spot and Ricky Stewart just says to him, look, we need those shit hit-ups from you that Nick gave us. So, fingers crossed it improves Bailey's uh, base by a little bit, but another one of these risk-free investments I love talking about. You're not going to lose money on Simerson. Next up, we've got the next Darren Lockyer, Tessie New, a kid I feel extremely sorry for. Uh, everyone's been expecting him to be the fullback for a couple of years. It looks like he could play centre for the Broncos. Uh, 232k. He's not basement price, but I know as you told me before, his um, when he does play 80 minutes, his scores are pretty incredible. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not too sure where everyone's getting their mail from because everything that I've heard, everything that you've heard, everything that I've heard from inside of the NRL, that he is training at centre with a psycho at fullback. So I feel very sorry, like you said, for the kid with the Lockyer tag. Anyone that's going to be wearing the number one jersey at Brisbane, I think you're in for uh, a bit of a hard time with the guys like Lockyer and Boyd and Carmichael Hunt to wear that jersey. So I like this move to put him in the centre. It's just ease him into first grade and potentially see him move to fullback. But his stats at 80 are ridiculous. I think he averages over uh, 56 or something like that when he plays 80. So uh, don't mind this. A good price. And if he's going to start in the centre while Tony Staggs is out, then it's a, a pretty easy point to trade him out when Staggs is back. Mate, our last centre wing, uh, basement price here, 173k. Joseph Suwali has been spoken about a lot during the offseason. Obviously, made the move from the Rabbitohs to the Roosters. If he was at the Rabbitohs, I'd be almost convinced he wouldn't play footy under Wayne Bennett. But at the Roosters, they seem keen to uh, give him a few starts. I I personally don't think we'll see him till at least Origin, potentially after Origin. Um, and I don't think he'll play more than five games. But he is going to make you a little bit of money at some point, isn't he? I don't see him playing at all this year. Like, you've got guys like Billy Smith that they were high on who had an injury as well. Like, center stocks at the Roosters have never been higher. Um, I don't like Sawali as a buy. I see him in every team that gets sent to me, and I say the same thing. If you're going to pick cheapies, make sure they play because you're wasting a center wing spot. Um, he's one to pick for origin if he does get named. Yeah, and they've got a, a bit of a depleted bench. You might see Joey Manu go back to fullback when Tedesco's out and maybe Suwali come in, but I, I don't... No, I don't like it. I don't... Hot take, but I don't rate the kid. I look at the highlights; they're nothing, nothing special. But um, maybe that's just me being a little bit uh, biased against him. But oh, yeah, I don't like the buy. He's not going to play. He's just a placeholder. Looking at this team by the looks of it, is he more so a guy that uh, in a few months' time, if he does get named, you can downgrade someone that's capped out? Uh, it depends. Like, what's his what's his game time look like? People are going to get trapped into it, and we're going to talk about this so much this year in the podcast that 
just because a rookie is named, have a look at why they're named and how long their uh, their, their places in the side. Like someone like Matt Tomoko from the Raiders is expected to be named round one and people are jumping all over them. But Jared Croker is only out for a week or two. So that's a waste of a trade. Same thing with Suwali. It's If he's just in for origin, he's in for a game or two, then it's just a waste of a trade, isn't it? Yeah, mate, fair shout. And uh, let's move to fullback. Obviously, this is where a lot of points are collected in Supercoach Classic. Uh, there's a plethora of talent here. Uh, Tommy Sangster, he's gone for James Tedesco, 843K, and Tom Travojevic at 593K. Obviously, Tom Travojevic, uh, a little bit cheaper than, than usual off the back of last season. Let's start with Teddy first, though. Are you going to be starting with him? Uh, no, I can't find the money. Um, I'm going with Pappy and uh, Turbo. But this is the thing. Like, this is the strategy that I talk about. I talk about the cheap tenor wings, but I also talk about just spending the money on fullbacks. Don't go pod. Don't go cheapy. Just pick two guns. They're going to be there. Uh, they're, them in the set of uh, second row forwards are the two highest averaging positions. So it's just a position that you can't really take chances on. Uh, Teddy, obviously, I'm not going to uh, push back on, but I can't find the extra 200K that, that Pappy frees me up. But yeah obviously the best player in the game last year by a mile and we know what Tommy Turbo can do. Obviously Tommy Turbo we're all worried about the injuries but for me that price just seems too good to leave him out there. Yeah 100% like if and look he's probably not going to break down the first round fingers crossed if he does it's going to be round four round five if he breaks early in the season and that's enough time for one of your cheapies to make it enough money so if you do take Turbo and he goes down after five weeks it's not a bad excuse to double trade out one of your cheapies and, uh, and bring in another gun. Obviously, KP will be back by then. He'll have a price drop. Depends on how Roger starts the season with, obviously, the news surrounding him leaving. So I think there's ways to manage this turbo situation if you're, if you're a little bit smart about it with your cheapies. Mate, thanks for joining us again. Obviously, that's Tom Sankster's team. I mean, it's late January here. I'm sure he'll probably have to update it another 15 times. And uh, to Sankster's credit, some of the uh, negative comments we gave him, it is January, of course. We haven't seen a trial. We haven't seen a team list. So a lot of speculation at this point. But, mate, there's a lot of changes to come, isn't there? Yeah, look, don't take too much stock in anyone's team right now. The very little emergence of cheapies right now um, is all down to trials. When we see more footy being played and we know more about coaches' planned rotations, then we can report on them more. But for now, my biggest advice is if you're going to have cheapies on the bench, make sure you've got the flexibility to change them when Teamless Tuesday comes around. Whisperer, mate, I appreciate your time. And anyone listening, make sure you send all your teams to him this week. He's loving going through them. Make an extra team and send it to him. He just loves it. Oh, I hate you so much. Mate, I appreciate your time as always. Look forward to talking to you next week on the podcast, mate. Thanks, mate. You enjoy yourself. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 